we're going to speak on part two. I'm going to have to give a short um, recap. Mission to miracles to mission. The 22nd of Jan. Uh, I'll do that just for the sake of context. Please go and listen to that sermon. It's on Church Suite. It's on Apple Podcast. It's on Spotify. And if you ask Nash, we'll even put it on Android. But for now, it's on Apple Podcast. Your Church Suite app works on Android. And your Spotify also works on Android. So please go listen to that sermon. Uh, the 22nd of Jan, which is part one. We're going to do part two. And part two, I'm going to dub something else. But I couldn't get away from that mission to miracles Submission. So I'm going to run a quick recap, and then we'll get, we're going to get into the, to the real sermon, I, I suppose. So here's the recap of the 22nd of Jan. I'm going to spend a few minutes um, to include you just so that you can get the flow of thought. So on the screen, you'll see these are the four points that we shared on the 22nd of Jan. It was out of Luke chapter 5, uh, verse 1 to 11, and it's that moment where Jesus was standing on the shore of Genesaret, and crowds were coming his way to receive the teachings. There were two boats, but Jesus decided to get into the one boat after he spoke to a big crowd, and he took Simon Peter to Simon at that stage, and they kind of went into the deep because Jesus challenged him to say, hey, there's, there's something waiting for you, cast your nets uh, on the other side. But the context of that moment was truly a irritated, frustrated fisherman that spent the whole night without catching anything. So uh, scripture says that they were toiled. They toiled all night. Who's ever felt that they've toiled, but they didn't get the result? I think most, most heads, some of the arms, the arms are not going up because you're getting too hot. So anything just to save some calories. But um, they, were, they were toiling all night. They were irritated. They were frustrated. And I love the word hopeless because I think it's a great word um, that God's word gives us. They were hopeless. Phenomenal scenario for Jesus to step in. And, and show us how he brings hope into a hopeless situation. So that's, where, that's where the Malu comes in, his surroundings. Jesus' surroundings was at that moment, it was on the shore, there were thousands of people, and we find ourselves daily. Maybe it's in a business office and there's five people around you. Um, maybe you are part of a specific company and you speak to many people, you give presentations, and there might be 500 or 1,000 people you might be at school, there's 1,700 people uh, in one of the big high schools in George. There's, there's big crowds. That's your, that's your surroundings. And in that surrounding, however, Jesus uses us to, and I dubbed it the miracle metron, he uses us to step into someone else's sphere of influence. Because where we catch those people, we catch a businessman, we catch a school student, if you will, their direct area of influence is then with other business people, is with other school students. So we've got a surrounding, and that changes as we walk from the coffee shop to the gym. That's a different surrounding. But we get to influence people's metron, and I love the way how Jesus got into the boat. Uh, you, this morning, there's a bit of a, it, it's a, it, it's a tight fit every now and then. It's, you get into someone's space, all the introverts. You get, someone is coming into your world. Um, that's why we are challenged often with um, just, this is my space, us for and no more. But uh, Jesus, he, he kind of cracked that one and, and he climbed into the boat, the physical uh, influence of a fisherman to prove himself. That's the third one, master. To show that he is the master, he is Lord, he is king. And in a hopeless scenario, Jesus showed him, here's who I am, here's what I can do. So I'm bringing hope into that hopelessness. And uh, the fourth one is then how we led to Simon Peter being called as a disciple. 
We saw one boat going into the deep, but then actually the other men of the other boats also joined. So four at the end of the day were influenced by one moment that Jesus stepped into their world. That's Luke chapter 5. That's a quick recap of what we did on the 22nd of Jan. And we ended with the following three slides. We ended with a question that Rudy taught me, and that's the question, so what? Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 11, great, and we've got four M's. So what? That happened 2,000 years ago. So what? And here's our so what, as we read in Ephesians 3, verse 10 to 12. His intent, that's God, was that now, through the church, that's us, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to His eternal purpose that He accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Him and through faith in Him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Jesus was on the biggest mission in history. Uh, how God decided to come and save us, and he stepped into many people's uh, metrons and spheres of influences, bringing salvation, bringing freedom to captives, opening the eyes of the blind, delivering demons, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, so that they can also be part of this mission um, that he wants his people to infiltrate society, which he came and set us up for being church. So that's why that what really matters, because Jesus says, the things that I began to do and teach, now you go and do. Plus he adds, he says, and you will do? Yes, you will do greater things. So that's why the so what really kind of hits home for us is if we see, but that's what Jesus did. And he calls us as church to do the same and more. Surely there should be a, Lord, what's going to happen today? Uh, in what, in what metron are you going to place me today? Uh, whose world can I influence? Last slide of the recap Here's the, the intent of the, of the early church, and that's still our intent uh, at this moment, and that's out of the Revival Rain book. And it says the following, um, the lost is coming in, you're coming in as lost, you're being transformed by the gospel, you go out as disciples, missionaries, and nation builders. So you come in as lost because all of us were dead in our transgressions and sins, so we are saved, we come into church, we're transformed by the gospel and then to leave. Pastor Steve Murrell, he would word it, uh, come in where it's safe. Let's love on you. Let's equip you. Let's train you. Let's be family. Let's be community. Come in where it's safe. Okay, great. Now that you're ready, okay, go out where it's unsafe. Uh, go and fetch the people that you were a part of just a few weeks or a few months ago. So come in where it's safe. Go out where it's unsafe. And the next photo, you'll, you'll see, a, well, on the next slide, uh, maybe it's, you know, we, we can't get the, the screen any brighter than that. That's my daughter. She's 22 months old, and she goes on mission every day. Eliana goes on mission every day to either pick and pay, spar, checkers, or the mall. Uh, whichever mission field she enters with mom. And the reason why that photo is, for me, so cute is we then ask her, but who needs to go to town with you today? Who, who needs to go with so she'll go to, to, a, to a room or wherever the toy is, and she'll get, she'll get a toy. So it's either the bear or it's the worm. You can't really see it, but kind of just directly under her face, there's a dog as well. And then the rabbit. So on this specific day, the bear wasn't enough to, to take with. The worm also wasn't enough to take with. The dog also wasn't enough to take with. All four. 
had to go with to checkers. I think it was checkers on that day. Amal moes vandag saam gaan. And I just looked around and I, and I saw and the, the, this beautiful smile from, from behind all the toys. And I just, I just snapped that. But everybody has to go with today. Uh, we couldn't load everybody out in checkers. So they had to stay in the car. Um, but it was, so, it was so cute a picture for me of where she's at. And obviously it's just an illustration to spark uh, certain things in our minds to maybe memorize something. But just as Eliana needs a toy for now to go with. So we need, and we need to remember the very person that goes with us on mission daily. And that's why I want to take on part two. The last M of part one was mission. The first M for today's mission, if you will. But here's the title of today's sermon. And it's kind of undergirded as nobody less than Christ himself. Nobody less than Christ himself. Part two. Here's where this sermon started building. Last year, sat with a, a five intentional students. We had four first years. We had one second year. And we did kingdom school together like many of us in this place this morning does it together in a group format. Uh, many of you are inviting people into your home so you can go through the material. There's a discipleship process. There's family. There's fellowship. But we receive the teaching and we discuss it Hopefully, discuss it afterwards. Please make sure that you discuss it. What stood out for you? What did the, what did the Lord tell you? So we did exactly the same uh, in our setting last year. And that last, last Wednesday evening of the year, we went, great. What is your revision for the year? Let's trust the Holy Spirit to show each and every one, what's that general, here's what I took out of the year. And everybody had to come. So it was prepped beforehand because you had to go and review a whole year of kingdom school. Come with that kind of one-liner, that one nugget. What is your nugget for Kingdom School 20? That was 22. And obviously, I also had to prep because I can't just ask them to do stuff, but I don't do it. So I also had to go and prep. And this is what my prep was, which it came down to. The very first evening, we play a video usually in the old curriculum. We played a video. Of, um, Ian Thomas is his name, and he kind of gives us awesome layouts of the gospel. And he makes the claim at the end of his video, but this Holy Spirit that we received to be church is nobody less than Christ himself. We end the year with exactly the same video. And then we trust the Holy Spirit to show people that you see your growth from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Here's where your understanding was in the beginning of the year. Here's where your understanding is now. Do you realize deeper, do you realize bigger that the very spirit that lives inside of you is nobody less than the spirit of Jesus himself? And that is my mission for this morning, to remind us as church, because the effect that that has on our daily lives is mind-blowing. To realize in every moment, it's nobody less than Christ himself. We're going to read Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came... And said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So our first point under nobody less than Christ himself is the following. There's another four M's. Motivation. Our motivation to go out and make disciples. We sang, we will go, we will go. All nations come together. We testify of God's goodness. Our motivation 
to go can be and should be nobody less than Jesus Christ himself. That is what motivates us to share the love of God to someone. That is what brings us, maybe in a business context, what, what makes you and brings you to that point of, I need to get my, my staff and my workers in. And we need to start the day, start the week on a specific kind of note uh, to remember that the reason we're here is to glorify God in our business. What is our motivation? Jesus. First. The influence might be better business, but the first motivation is Christ. And He can decide how the rest rolls out. But it's for His glory ultimately. So as we see in Matthew 28 on the next slide, there's three claims that Jesus basically makes in Matthew 28. First claim, Jesus says He has all authority. Second claim, He says go, and just for the sake of space, I didn't add and make disciples baptizing them in the name, but He said He's got all authority. He said go. Let's remember the last one. Jesus said, He is with us always. Always. Not just in a difficult moment. And it's not, and I will give you a, a secondhand 50% power version of myself. He is with us always. That raises our expectation a few notches. That brings our face to the forefront for, Lord, what might you do in this moment right now, because the motivation for me to be on this mission is nobody less than Jesus that said, we need to go. And the reason for the impact in our lives is if it was someone else than Jesus, we would have had the option to maybe say, not for me. We still have the option. Um, we're begging each other and we're encouraging each other to choose Jesus. But if it was not God saying that we should go, we kind of, oh, yeah, maybe for that person, they called for that, they called for this. This was God in flesh. Jesus said, you go and I'm with you. I can't think of a better motivation to, uh, to live for him, to make disciples. But it has to be Christ himself has to be the motivation. Not the numbers, what, uh, what will come in, not the event, not the entertainment. That's not the motivation. Christ is our motivation. Who's ever had a New Year's resolution that has not been followed through? Show of hands. It's a funny way to, to, uh, to speak about it because truly at the end of the day, the motivation wasn't really there. <laughs> the motivation, you might have, maybe this year you want to, I don't know, let's go, everybody usually uses the whole other weight gain or weight loss one. So hey, this, this year I want, to, I, want to, I want to drop five kgs. And then by February you stand, it's like, I gained five kgs. <laughs> Except for these guys in, in the front, they, they're all in the, in the gains department. And the, at the core of this whole, and we can laugh about it because it is funny, but at the core of the reason of a New Year's resolution, my motivation wasn't really there. Something is to make me feel better for the first month. And then sometimes life happens, fully understand. So there's not condemning, this is to make it light. Those things are really, the motivation wasn't really that pure. Uh, I also have something to say. But when it comes to us going, there's a motivation that really backs it, and that's the motivation that Christ himself said we should go. Uh, a little bit stronger than a New Year's resolution. I think you'll agree with me. We go into our second point, and here's the scriptures that give us our backing uh, as we go into that second point. Acts 1 verse 8, But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What I love about Acts 1 verse 8 is that's a few days after Matthew 28. So he already said to the disciples, you're going to go. 
In Luke, we have the account where he said, but before you go, just please just wait. Because you're going to be clothed with power from on high, which you need. He already said, I'll be with you. And then he kind of joined the dots. Uh, that with me means that he has to be here. And that was Pentecost. So you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Next scripture. Ephesians 1 verse 19 to 23. I also pray, this is Paul writing, that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. And he just gives more kind of boost to to this whole truth. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefits of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full, 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 propful, full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. So we have our motivation to go is Christ himself. Next M, the measure we go with is nobody less than Christ himself. Ephesians 4, um, one of my favorite passages of scripture where we have the fivefold ministry gifts of the son, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And how Paul writes it to say that these gifts are there so that us as church can grow to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The measure that he has for us, that weight that, 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 that we've kind of surveyed the grounds and that, that what we're taking with us on this mission is nobody less than Jesus that decided he's going to come and live inside of us so that we can do what he's called us to do. Again, that raises the expectations. Again, that raises the faith. And it doesn't put the pressure on us. But we'll speak about that at the end. Our motivation to go, the measure that we go with, the substance Rudy has this uh, thing of qualify and quantify. So we, we've qualified, we need to go. But the quantification is it's his measure that we go with. Amen. <laughs> Silently learning how to be an engineer under the, under the radar. That's the measure we go with. Second or scripture, and we're going to the, the third M. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 1 to 5. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. This is Paul writing, and Paul wrote quite articulately. He could, he could really write well and speak well. Yet he says the following. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Our motivation is Christ himself. The measure with which he sends us is himself. And let's read one more scripture before we go into our third M. Acts 3. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. This is the lame gentleman at the gate. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. He's grabbing attention. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. 
But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with him into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. So out of what Paul is writing of, he's not coming with this um, plausible words and this awesome structured way of speaking to impress people. What Peter and John did is they went with the name of Jesus. So what do we get out of this, our third M, as we go on mission? Our modus operandi. What's our strategy? Nobody less than Christ himself. What, what else do we have to give as a strategy than nobody less than Christ himself? And I want to quickly explain just something as a kind of a disclaimer. That does not mean that we cannot strategize. I'm thinking and I'm, I'm speaking about the main core of our strategy should be Jesus. That's the point of our strategy. He is our strategy. Our strategy is not in our, although we've got a great design at the back. It's not in the display. It's not in the lights. It's not in the smoke machine. We don't even have a smoke machine. Unless the fan starts burning out. Um, if that thing smokes, tell me. Um, we don't even have those things. And we shouldn't build strategy on things that are, I nearly said useless. Let's go for it. Useless. Because it is. It will fall flat. But if we build um, on the rock, which Paul says no one else can lay a foundation than other than Jesus Christ. That's our modus operandi. That's our strategy. How can Jesus through me influence someone today? That's my strategy. So in uh, 2021, beginning of 2021, a quick story to make all this practical because we need to be practical uh, one of the high schools in George, I'm not going to give detail on it. One of the high schools in George phoned me to say we need a meeting. We're going to re-strategize. We're going to re-strategize how we do the specific ministry at the school. Cool. Uh, pitch for the meeting. At that stage, uh, I had the privilege to kind of handle the, the Christian groups and the assemblies and things like that. We're going to re-strategize. Right? Cool. I'm there. I got there, and there were other people as well involved in this strategy meeting, which I didn't know about. And he presented his strategy. And I said, I hear you, I honor you, I respect you, but it's not going to work. It's, your strategy is not going to work. I've been in this type of meeting before at another school. I said the same, they didn't listen, and it didn't work. We can't do it like you want to do it. Here's why. And I gave them the breakdown. He said, school... Uh, I'm not going to listen to you, which is fine. I'm going to run with our new strategy. To which I went home. We just moved into our new home. We didn't even have curtains yet. I was sit sitting, we didn't even have a couch. I was sitting on the chair, looking at the mountains through a big window without curtains. I took out the two liter ice cream in the freezer and I cried with Jesus for two hours as I finished the ice cream. It's like, Lord, no, 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 no. We've got 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020 came and left. Um, we've got years of seed there. It's a belief. It's a belief. Not, not another school. Please, not another school. Our motivation, because of you, Lord, the lives that are there, the students that are there, please, may this thing just fall. For a whole year, I shared with Pierre, shared the detail with him, for a whole year, because of God's grace, and I had a bit of an attitude that night. So I had to repent of a few things. Because of God's grace, he empowered me, the measure, to just love them for a year. Just go and love them. Just go and love them. So I loved them for a year. Didn't do anything. Just love them. 
the end of 2021, they gave me a phone call to say, can we maybe please do it like you did it previously? I think that might work. And then I had the choice to how am I going to respond? Told you so? Or, Jesus, thank you for shaping me in a year. And hey, it will be a privilege. How can we come and help? They added, hey, we don't have any ladies anymore at school that can help. Do you maybe know of a few that you can bring with? I'm like, how many do you want? We've got great leaders in the congregation as mentors. So here's what I told the ladies, the intentional students went with, but they were on a different journey. The ladies, I told them the following. Here's our modus operandi. All you're allowed to do is just love the students. It's all I can give you. I can't give you any detail because it's a, it's a public school. Uh, we, have, we have our kind of our, our processes, which we honor and which we respect. I can't tell you anything more. You don't say that. Just love them. The testimonies that came out of a strategy of purely just pitching with the love of Jesus. Students that were struggling with suicide came to these leaders. Hey, can you help me? I'm battling with these thoughts of suicide. I hope you understand. That's what I mean with that's our strategy. We pitch, Lord, our strategy is may they experience the love and the power of you, Jesus. Because it's the measure in us. Because our motivation is not because we want to say, hey, we're at the school. It's because there's people that are lost and they need to get to know Christ. That's why. That's why. And what I celebrated after that a whole year, after I had to repent of my bad attitude, etc., they added the following words. And Raymond, you have all authority in the school. Do what you want. I'm like, cool. I'll still honor well, but thank you. Let's, let's, let's make this happen. Let's make this happen. That's our strategy, Jesus. Lastly, uh, last scripture and then our last point. Philippians 2, 5, and then 12 to 16. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. That's verse 5, and then I'll skip to verse 12. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. Do everything without grumbling and arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like the stars as you hold firmly to the word of life. I'm going to focus on verse 5. Have the same mindset of Jesus. As we go on mission, um, we have a motivation, we have a measure, and we have a modus operandi, which is Jesus, but our mindset daily is nobody less than Christ himself. And Paul writes of that in 1 Corinthians as well. Coming to the conclusion, we have the mind of Christ. And here's why our mindset as we go on mission is important. Because what we think becomes our words. What we say becomes our actions. What our actions become, that becomes habits. And that becomes character at the end of the day. So if we have not Christ in our minds as we mission, the end result is going to be not Jesus building his church, but we building something that's, that might fail. Because Psalm 127 still says, if the Lord doesn't build the house, the laborers labor in vain. If he doesn't wake up the people to pray, we're going to fall asleep. It's still Jesus that needs to build. But we allow him to speak to us. We allow him to fill our minds with things that are in the heaven, not on things of this earth. 
And we go, Lord, as we go, what is your mindset for this situation? How can we come and love best? How can we come and serve best? And not my thoughts. Because if we bring our strategy, and we want this, and we want that, and we want this, and we get frustrated, we get irritated. I had a phenomenal moment um, where I saw a video of one of a, he's a world-renowned music worship leader, very popular. It's not his fault that he's popular. I'm not going to necessarily mention who it is. And he put out a video and he said the following, with tears in his eyes, he spoke to the leaders. He's like, leaders, please don't, for the next, down to the next generation, please don't tell the next generations that it's not all about the numbers, but you don't practice what you preach. Please don't tell them that it's not about the numbers, but all you want is the numbers. With tears in his eyes. And he's a great musician. Phenomenal worship heart. Don't do it. If it's about the 50, serve the 50. If it's about the 10, serve the 10. If it's about the 500, it's about the 1,000. What is your mindset about? Let's have the mindset of Christ. We summarize with the following slide. We say the motivation for us to mission is nobody less than Christ himself. He said we should go. The measure with which we go is nobody less than Christ himself. The method we use so the, the, the modus operandi, the strategy, is nobody less than Christ himself. The mindset that we mission with comes from nobody less than Christ himself. And then we have to ask, so what? We had a so what in part one, we have a so what in part two. So what? Why Jesus and only Jesus? And here's our Second Corinthians 5.18 as we land today. And all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. That's why it cannot be anybody less than Jesus. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. I bumped into one of our beautiful congregants in a, in a shop yesterday, and they couldn't make it this morning. And he said, hey, we're not going to be tomorrow morning. Um, do, you know any, do you know who's preaching? I said, yeah, I'm preaching. He's like, tell me the sermon, tell me the sermon. He's like, no, no, you can listen online. He's like, oh, Raymond, please, man, just give me a little, give me a little snippet. Uh, tell me the sermon, tell me the sermon. I'm like, um hey, I'll give you a snippet. If you look throughout church history, do you think that anybody less than Jesus could make everything happen as we see in history? And he's like, no. It's like, great. That's the point. For the last 2,000 years, if we drop a dot at the, at the resurrection, the ascension, Pentecost, if we do a pin drop and we make a pin drop today and we look at church history, it cannot be anybody else than Jesus that made everything happen. Every soul that came to salvation, every healing, every miracle, every leader that stood up, every local church that has flourished, it could not have been anybody less than Jesus. And it should not be anybody less than Jesus because it's truly all about Him. Father, we thank You that You decided. In our minds, it, it really doesn't always make sense, but how You chose to come and inhabit us so that You can work through us. Lord, it makes us so humble. It makes us fall down on our knees to say, Jesus, we repent of anything and everything that is standing in the way of you working through us. Lord, if we need to repent of our strategies, 
We need to repent of the things that we want to make happen. Father, thank you for prompting our hearts so that we can get back to that true heart of worship, but it's truly all about you. Jesus, this morning we sang, we will go, we will go. We sang, it's your power, it's your presence that we will go to the ends of the earth. It's truly all about you, Lord. As we leave here as missionaries, as we leave here as sons and daughters, as we leave here as disciple makers, as we leave here as church into a mission field, thank you that it's all about you and it's all because of you. Nobody less. If it was, we would have had to perform. Plus, it would just not have worked. Plus, it's dead religion. Plus, we could have had the option of being boastful. But we truly don't, because it's all you, Jesus. We thank you for that. Come and highlight in our hearts. Come and make this sense for us where everybody's at individually, how we can take this word, how we can meditate on it, how we can live this out by the power of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.